zero to 60 in 11 and a half seconds. <laughs> Don't threaten us with a race. <laughs> this thing was not built. Well, I mean, back then that was actually considered speed. You know, uh, Bing Crosby actually did one of the promotional pieces for this car. No and I'll actually show you real quick. You know what the, the most high-tech feature on this car is? I'll show you real quick. You ready for this? Here it comes. I like 1955. It. A power seat. Power fucking seat. Did they even crazy? have electricity in houses? Dude, <laughs> powered fucking seat in 1955. Is that is that not crazy or I what? I love it. I course, love it, bro. No fucking power steering, but you know. No power steering of oh any god. kind. Oh god. There we go. <laughs> Let's get out of here. No power string, I gotta work it. We're good. There it is. Yes. There it is. In there, there like ill-fitting swimwear. Go, go, take, take the wide turn, go, it'll be easier go. for you. <laughs> I love it. This is so great. Oh. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Strategy with Jason podcast, Las Vegas Drive Edition. Today, Jason is cruising in a classic T-Bird with Matt Koenig. They'll be jamming about life, love, and the Rockstar Auto Conference. Buckle in for an exciting drive with exciting scenes and some thrilling talks with your host, Jason Harris. What a beautiful day in Las Vegas, man. I know, right? Great day to be preparing for a great couple days. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? That's probably a great place to start talking. I mean, let's, you know... Lay, lay it out for me, man. Like, you know, what's going, what's going to happen in the next couple days, you know? Oh, How dude. this whole badass thing started, you know? What's what's the golden objective behind it? When it, well, when it first started, man, it was uh, literally just something we said, let's let's just do it. Uh, let's get a bunch of our friends together <laughs> and do Let's it. just do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we had, I had spoken at so many other conferences. I keynoted a couple, and uh, Chris had been wanting to do one for a while, and yeah. I was like, no, nah, it's too much work. Uh, and, and I was right. It is, it is too much work. <laughs> it is too much work. Uh, and, and the reality is there are a million freaking conferences. So yeah. I was like, we just, we, it's a red ocean, as Russell Brunson says. Yes. So I was like, we, we don't want to do that. I actually that. really like that book, by the way. Uh, uh, Expert Secrets or Dot Com Secrets, which one? Uh, red Ocean, Blue Ocean. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's where he yeah. got that term from. Yeah. So, yeah, man, we just, um, back in 2015, we finally decided to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Grant Cardone was uh, so cool, man. Uh, he happened to be doing a meerkat. He was live and telling people like that they a needed meerkat. a meerkat. That dates it right there. It does. <laughs> so back then right in 2015, there. though, if you were to go back uh, in the automotive <laughs> industry, Grant and I were like the only two people living on live stream. Yeah. In 2015, Periscope meerkat, we lived it. Yeah. Uh, and then Grant was telling people, look. If you're like one day, Chris called me in the conference room of our office and he goes, Cardone's talking about you, dude. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, and now you got to know the backstory, man. Nine, like I first two dealerships I worked at, I failed out of 95. I get hired in a dealership. They put me on Cardone training yeah. and I learned how to be a good salesperson. I learned how to actually <laughs> take care of a customer. So Grant was like my, you know, my celebrity hero for a while. Yeah. Right. So to fast forward time, uh, 20 years. Him to be telling people, you know who's doing it right on social media? Uh, Matt Koenig, at Konico. If you're not, if you're not <laughs> following him, you're an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Right? So like, I, and I've met him like a couple times, but 
you know, he's still, he's still he's like, you know, he's the car biz Tony Robbins to me. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? So um, I pull up my meerkat to watch it, and he goes, "Oh, he's here. Let me pull him in." So he cameos me in, and we start talking like like we've been friends forever. <laughs> Just like, hey, here's my good buddy Matt. And I'm, I'm like trying to like be cool. Totally cool. <laughs> and he's like, man, dude, I want to do. We talk, we rap for a bit, and then he's like, I want to do something for you, anything, you name it. Chris is like, ask him to keynote our conference that we're gonna do in March. So like, bro, would you do? And he's like, it's my birthday, I'll do it. I'm in. Flew nice. up with Elena, Scarlett, Sabrina, and uh, Ryan, Seco, and keynoted it. Did Q and A, forty minutes, took pictures of everybody. Yeah. So right, he goes, have your people call my people and set it up. <laughs> so we get off the Meerkat and I go, uh, Chris, I need you to call. I don't have people. I don't you're, have people. You're, you're my people. <laughs> Chris. No, it's it kind of funny because like, I, my people. I, I, you know, I had a lot of followers and I was getting known. I didn't have people. I'm a, no, no, I hear you. I, I'm I hear loud, you. but I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fairly humble dude. Like I don't have a staff or an entourage or any of that shit. <laughs> so Chris calls, wraps the deal up. And then, uh, then the next thing I hear, he's on the phone. He goes, yeah. No, listen, we're doing this boutique event. Grant Cardone's going to keynote it. We want to give Gary the opportunity to be there, too. <laughs> we want to give Gary the opportunity to be there. And I'm hearing this phone call, and I go, who was that? He's like, oh, I just called. I figured Grant and Gary Vaynerchuk were just doing a, having a little tiff, so I figured, perfect time, I call and try and get Gary in as well. <laughs> so Gary was gracious enough to do an Ask Gary V show for us, just for Rockstar. Uh, it was, it was just really cool, and man. That's, re that's really what catapulted the entire event. And that's, was, and that's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, Grant and Gary. And, and, and the, but, but, but we had, like, Mike Davenport and it, it Jen all, and It Bobby. all came from practitioners and real honest-to-God hustlers. I mean, I mean, people I that, 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 that really... I dude. Well, so you know bad. what, though? I actually... I don't mind it. I, a lot of people I, I don't mind it. it. I'll tell now, you why I hate it. Well, because... Because, because you're, it you're means older thievery. Because it, well, but that's... But you know what, though? I, it's just... I, I think the word has changed. You know what's funny? Because I was actually talking to my father the other day. And, you know, I, I consider my father to be a hustler, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, I remember going with him early in the morning, you know, to, to the local auction at like 4 a.m., you know, and buying antique furniture and then driving to the flea market and then flipping it for twice the price that right. we just bought it at the at the auction for. And 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 that and that's that's what a that's hustler, hustler. That, that's what a hustler was, you know? So so he, he corrects me, he goes, No, 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 that was my hobby, right? Because it, the, the word hustler has such a, a negative, you know, feeling about it. You well know? it's funny, but it's there's just, a lot of words we use in this industry that uh that I just think um I'm I'm a big believer that what we say uh, has subconscious messages, regardless of what we mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there are certain words that have an underlying negative connotation. Yeah. Regardless of what our intent is, right? Sure. So even though I know when somebody says, "Man, I'm hustling every day," what they really mean is I'm working my ass off. Well, see, that's right? what I think. It's been it's being used more as an adjective, not necessarily a verb. As exactly. It was before, right. It's it's more of an an, an action. It is just c continuous movement. You yeah. Know? It's an was, adverb. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I was talking to Anthony earlier. We had him on the podcast a little earlier in the car, right? And and you know, we were talking about that the marathon you know and I find that you know guys like like us that's just we live in that space you know yep. I mean it's just it's like we love to maintain this this level of, of rhythm you know that's slightly painful and you know it's just like we just it's can't drug, operate dude. yeah for us it's a drug you know it's like it's not necessarily that we have a destination as much as it, it's about the fucking drive. Well, if you stop, it's like you feel like you're dying, right? Yeah. But there's the crazy thing. So here's where, like, <laughs> why I love that people uh, 
want to work hard and mm-hmm. achieve a lot. Yeah. I respect anyone that is that is busting their ass, right? Like I've I've taken some cues, like and really step back, uh, like when we after we saw Gary and Tony last week, Gary's like, you know what immigrants do so well? Because they come <laughs> here, they live in squalor, they eat shit until yep. they've got enough cash no. to pay cash for a business, and then they work their ass off. And I love and respect that, right? Because I've always been like. When I have enough, I buy what the fuck I want, right? And yeah, then, like, I keep, But I just really, just this summer, I took a step back. Sold my seven tiers, I sold my Jag. I bought a Honda Element stick shift. Fuck yeah, there you go. With 229,000 miles. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to eat shit until I have a million dollars cash in the bank liquid. Yep. And then I'm gonna go buy my Tesla Roadster and not eat shit. <laughs> but, here, but here's why, you know, so there's a couple things, when, when we talk about words and the meanings behind them, right? Yeah. There's two things, I don't just dislike the word hustle because it really means to pull something over on someone. Yes. But the other reason I, I've, I've grown to dislike it yeah. is because there's this mentality that you should work like a dog 24-7. Yeah, that's and I, I think that's bullshit. I agree. I, I mean, I, I honestly think, like, especially, I see a lot of uh, young folks in this, in, in automotive especially. Yes. Whose families are being ripped apart because the same shit I was told in the 90s, right? Work bell to bell, in yep. debt yourself till because then you'll sell more. And uh, oh, look at Holy that! Crap. That is exactly what I would what, never what, what, drive. What is that? Like it's like a thirty. That is a wheels. Caprice rolling on twenty six. You know, I, I don't know where you're from. This is what I call I call them hoopties. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I call that a piece of shit. Uh, well. It's uh, it's a Caprice. So those you didn't see, like an eighty eight Caprice, uh, <laughs> like on rolling on twenty sixes yeah. or probably twenty fours. Candy paint, like spray painted with uh, speckles. <laughs> it's funny though, good on him, that's what he loves. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? So we talk about the hustle like it's a good thing and the reason yeah. I hate it, is because it's not, man. These kids are burning the candle at both ends and they're doing it with the ultimate goal of I'm gonna work so hard because one day I'm gonna have enough to not work hard. Yes. But the problem is for the next 30 years, you burn through two or three wives, your kids don't know you, you miss multiple, every baseball multiple game. Multiple places you work for. Yeah, oh, you yeah. miss yeah. all the stuff. And, and I speak from experience, I didn't just do it in retail. Mm-hmm. I then went in the vendor world and then was on the road four days a week as a trainer. And yeah, did I make great money? Sure. Loved my S600. Loved <laughs> all of it. You know what I didn't love? I missed almost everything my children did. Yeah. My, my children's mother, God bless her soul. Uh, I don't say it like she's dead, like she's alive. Yeah. She's a great human. <laughs> but she raised our kids. And, and it's that, Mother's I, Day, so ar- we should, should give a good. out there, right? Yes, Nicole is a great mom. <laughs> and she and her husband, Richard, fantastic humans. But so she did all the work, you know yep. what I mean, bro? And my kids love me and I love them, but fact of the matter is I hustled so hard for 20 plus years and missed all this. And now when I look back, I go, none of that shit was worth it. Yeah. None of it. I made good enough money, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I lived well. We, we were debt free. I had a fucking boat. And, and here's the thing. I, I have no hate for wealth. I love wealth. Sure. I'm, 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 a, I'm striving daily to attain wealth, but not at the expense of love and happiness. And, uh, and I don't just mean for me. I mean, like, for my wonderful girlfriend who I love to death. Yeah. For my children. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- 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 that's my life. 100%. So I hate hustle. I hate the word hustle. Well, I, I think from the thievery and the overworking. Well, it, it, it's the concept. I, I think when you're in the moment. So like, I look at it this way. Like when I'm on. All right, from the nine to six. All right. Yeah. I, I'm on, and and that's my hustle. Yeah. Like, and for me, I think of hustle more at a, like a velocity level, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, it's just like I am just fucking go. Like nothing's stopping me. 
Yeah, you know, I, like I don't got time for phone calls. Don't got time for and eating food. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm in it, right? I, mean, I should do if, less if I get food. One, I know, I know, I should. If I get, if I get, if I, you know, what's funny is a lot of people go, Jesus, Jason, don't you just eat all day long, and I'm just like, no, you're seeing the one meal a day. That's pretty much when I get filming. No, that's uh, um, <laughs> I just got on this help. Like, so it's funny that we're talking about that because, like, I just got on. Um, DNA-based supplements, right? A, okay. a buddy and I got into this. There's a company called Euphoria. They went public about seven or eight months ago. Euphoria Science. And they literally, like, uh, just like 23andMe and those guys, you swab your stuff, you okay. mail it in, you get back your DNA snips, right? Uh, and it's it tells hack. you. You're hacking. Well, yeah, you're biohacking, yeah, right? Yeah, biohacking. So it tells yeah, you, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I dig uh, that. one or both parents set yeah. you up green for success. Yellow means one parent's DNA kind of robbed you. Yeah. Red means both parents' DNA set you up for failure in that area of your, of your, uh, of your biology. And then what they do is they literally craft couple custom supplements. Yes. Specifically for your DNA for the price of Starbucks, six bucks yeah. a day. It's the best shit ever. So now you're not going and buying like, you know, DHEA or a bunch of other shit you think is good because someone told you you needed it for your joints when really you don't. Yeah. The reason that you're struggling is because of something else and you're not offsetting that. So I just got in that kick and I noticed a couple things. One, my energy's phenomenally better. And I don't drink any energy drinks. Yep. I don't take like caffeine pills. I don't take Adderall. I don't fucking do coke like so many fuckers and <laughs> all that stupid but, but shit. I think that's actually you know what that I find because I'm always looking at oh, entrepreneurs. Oh, by the way. All know, well, no, no, but I think that's important though because you know I find you know I'm always looking for I'm always looking for the strategy, right? Yep. Like that's my thing. Strategy, strategy with Jason. Just, well, it is. It is. So so you know I find with entrepreneurs and in your full-blooded full entrepreneur as I am as well. Yeah. You know is that we we find hacks. And it's like, it's it's not that we want to, you know, work 18 hours a day. We find how we make 18 hours a day fit into those nine to, you know, nine to 12 hours a day, you know? Everything's moments, bro. It, it, that's what it's, it is. But it's always moments. pushing, pushing. You know, that's it's, a it's, funny it's thing. It's the marathon, man. not the sprint, right? And if people look at, uh, you know, they, they see us, they, but here's the funny part that a lot of folks don't know. I live for working smarter, not harder. Yes. I hate hard work. I don't like it at all. I don't yes. like to work hard. That doesn't mean we don't work long hours. No, it's and just, it doesn't it's mean I don't work hard. In those hours that we do, we're just very smart about it. But I've segmented stuff out. Like, if my son's got a baseball game and I'm in town, I'm going. Yeah, if my daughter's got an equestrian thing and I'm in town, I'm going. Yep. Um, I try and plan my travel around when stuff is going on so I don't miss it. Right? Because yes. th they matter to me. But the other thing is this. I also... I, I don't live to work. I live my life. I love what I do. So I don't work. Yeah. I, I, I don't work. Yeah. People are like, what do you do? And I'm like, I talk with people. I help them find a better way to live. Well, that's it. It's you're all in in the moment. Okay. So it's like, it's funny. If you look at my phone right now, and I use my phone as kind of my personal trainer, right? Where it holds me accountable for the actions that I'm doing at yep. the moment that I'm in it, right? Yes. So, you know, I, I wake up at 5 a.m., you know? So why I wake up at 5 a.m.? Because I got two hours before my kids are up so that I can really kind of get my day started, you know, kind of line this shit up so I can execute the fuck out of this crap, right? Yeah. My kids wake up, you know, I get that I, I get that 45 minutes with them, getting them dressed, getting them showered, getting their lunches made, getting them ready for school. Now, I, I'm fortunate enough because I'm my own business owner, I actually get to drop them off at school. I'm not tied into that. So great, so, isn't it? It all fucking is, isn't it? Like, it's probably one of the best things ever, you know? I love like, it, it really man. is. You know, so then I get to drop them off at school, but then from the time I drop them off at school, and then by the time I get home for for uh, for dinner, I'm on, like a hundred and fifty percent on. Yeah, like there is no I other fucking it. option. That's the hustle for me, right? Yeah. You know, and and then I get my uh, my two and a half hours with them before they go to bed, 
and uh, you know I'm back at it until about 11 o'clock and the whole day kind of starts over again you know? see and that's what I love um, dude is that everybody's unique though in, in, yeah. in their well, in well, their, yeah, their you gig have to, you have to find your rhythm Boom. Everybody's got their rhythm. I, I see. I think the problem is, is that majority of people don't ever find their fucking rhythm. Well, no, because they're trying to fit into someone else's rhythm, right? Yes. So 100%. they see they see Grant, for example, on a jet traveling the world, and they go, "Oh, perfect example." Oh, I, I gotta get to that, and it's like, wait a minute. What you don't realize <laughs> is, he's with his family the whole time. Yeah. So he gets there's downtime. They're on they're on their jet. They're together. They're spending time with the girls. They're loving each other. It's not a twenty four seven hustle. No, right? no. Some people are like, they go live at five, six in the morning and they're doing all their shit. Good for them. That's yeah. their rhythm. Yeah. But what we don't see is maybe in the middle of the day though, they take four hours out and yep. they take a nap or they go make love to their spouse. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's real talk, right? No, no, it's true. But for though. me, I, I, I'm not an early morning dude. I'm a, I'm a late into the evening dude, right? So for me, I will wake up whenever I wake up, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. don't sleep, I won't sleep past like 8.30 or 9.00. But I wake up, if my circadian rhythm does not wake me at 8.30 or 9, yeah. my gentle guitar alarm will. <laughs> and I wake up, and you know what? I will go and I will do at whatever pace I need or want until I decide to go to bed. But like yeah. Tuesday nights, I play pub trivia at my favorite bar in Kalamazoo. My buddy owns it, I love the staff, they're some of my best friends. We play pub trivia on Tuesdays. That's know awesome. what else we do? We then go to a little hole in the wall, the, and that's Louis Trophy House, by the way. Hundred yeah. year old, hundred one years old, Olds Barn, California. Okay, so when I come jam with you there, we're totally going, yes. right? Yes, and then from like, there, because I'm pretty hardcore. We will go I love to trivia. the Duck in Wild <laughs> Owl, which is a hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, for karaoke, Anthony St. Anne's. Oh, dude. Out. Oh, we, okay. So me and Anthony already decided the song we're singing. We're singing. We're, 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 yeah, we're tomorrow? singing. We're singing the Joker. Yes. See Miller in the band. So that was love like it. it was like he was coming up with the words, and I was like, "Oh, dude, you're talking about this song." He's like, "Oh yeah," and I said, "We're fucking jamming tomorrow." Um. I'm probably gonna do some Pearl Jam, Jeremy, <laughs> and with this voice, uh, either Eddie Money taking me home tonight or White Snake. Here I go again on my oh own. White Snake. Oh, dude, with the voice, you, the little raspy guy going in your voice right now, you gotta do White Snake. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling yeah, too. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. Uh, with that. What, how, how, how's that? Got uh, How does David Coverdale start that song out? Uh, was it? Uh, Oh God, it's gonna come to me in a minute. It's gonna drive yeah. me nuts. The beginning of the song. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, man. So, so that's life. Like, I um, I love what we do. Like, and I didn't always. Like, we okay. started multiple companies. So, so you found your rhythm. You found your space. I, I found my passion. Like, yeah, okay, so there we go. Your I, passion. I hacked yeah. from Russell Brunson. Always says, "You're just one funnel away." Yes. And I love that he says that. Yeah. Uh, but that's not true. That's not true for everyone. Yeah. Because not everyone has a business that's a funnel fucking business yeah but what I do believe is true for every one of us is you're one moment away yeah and people are like but from what like from whatever you want yeah you're exactly. always one moment away from something you're one moment away from a smile or a tear from from life or death yeah like we're driving in the strip we're one moment dude that fucking crane could fall and smash us dead okay well let's not say that but yeah you're but right I, I get it I get it, I get but it. right <laughs> now in this moment what we're doing if somebody watches it could be like you know what something they were talking about made a difference in my life yeah it, because of a moment. Well, well so, see, that's why we do this content, though. Yes. That's why we're doing it. See, I, I, I think what it is is that, you know, we get a high. The high that we get is not necessarily us producing this or saying this or putting this information out there. It's the it's, response. It's, it's, it's the response that we get back from it. It, it, it it's better than crack. So <laughs> it is, dude. But like he, 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 here's the crazy <laughs> part: is like, um, the response feels amazing. But one of the things I really learned from Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, and I talk about him a lot because uh, he is a mentor of mine, although he doesn't know it. Uh, Elvis on a hover round. Shout out my to life Tony is complete. <laughs> um, 
That was so great. But, but um, is this, he said, you'll find, you'll experience a breakthrough in your life when you trade expectations for appreciation. And I ran into an issue because 2015 and 16, man, I produced stuff just for the sake of going, I want to ah, produce great stuff just, and share it. Just, I didn't give a just shit. Just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't care. I wasn't and expecting a lot like, of people, out there people that are need stuck to go live, space. people need to whatever. But here's yeah. the thing, that was smart and better. Well, because what happened was I started you, shifting going. You did it. That's, well, the, that's the key. You just did it. You started it. The problem was then I, I started producing content and I, I, I did it to get a result. Yes. And that's, a, in my opinion, oh, okay, that's a okay. fucking mistake. Yeah. Because then when you produce content just for the good of, I want to share these things with the world. Yeah. I don't care what it does for me. I just want to do good. Yes. Right? I want to share this knowledge, right? Like sales managers, spend 15 minutes a day with every one of your salespeople. Stop asking them every 30 minutes what they got working. Let them do their job, right? And here's why, and you're empowering them. And putting that out there is one thing, but when you start counting the likes and the comments and the followers, and the, then all of a sudden you're, you're what are, are you really doing it for the right reason? No, you're doing it for, so, for social vanity. That's yes. why you're doing it. You're, you're, you're doing it for the, you know, for that crap, right? It's just like, boom. Well, you know what it is, is, is I think people don't do it for, well, A, you gotta at first know what your passion is, right? And, yes. and once you know what your passion is, through passion comes authenticity. See, well, what's your that, passion? Well, that's it, that's right. What, you know, what, when you define your passion and then you're able to communicate your passion, that's authentic and that shit can actually drive through individuals and people can get value through that. But if you're just making shit for the sake of doing it, well, people read through that bull crap pretty well, fast. Yeah, and if you're just making stuff because you're trying to go, I need to produce five posts a day and, and three live videos. Yep. And like, I try and tell people like, you don't have to go live every day. Yep. If you don't have something that can impact someone's life or you don't have an update that they need to know about an event or yep. something, then just don't do not do it. Well, see, and that's the thing. I would push them to go live every day. And the reason they haven't gone live every day is because they don't know their passion yet. Well, they don't feel that space, that, that energy where they know where to go with it. There's you know? some truth to that, man. Of course, I say that I don't go live. Well, right? but here's the thing. There's some truth to that. Like, I know my passion, but I don't go live every day. You know why? Yeah. I, I try and wait until I genuinely feel like, you know, this, what I'm about to say is going to have a, a good impact. But here's the other thing, dude. Not everything's meant for everyone, and I'll, no. I'll, I'll share what you, I mean. You have to know who your audience is. I, I had the privilege and honor of having two great conversations. A lot of people don't know this, but um, if you go to MattKanick.com, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping people learn how to share their voice, right? Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. To, how to share their passion. And a friend of mine, Joe Zakratsky, uh, I love him to death, great dude in Kalamazoo, he's been working the same place since high school. He's a man- management level in the company that he's with. He's successful, he does a good job, his bills are paid, mm-hmm. a happy guy. Fit, he's, he has a great life, I love this dude to death. And we started talking the other day and he said, you know, I'm, he's 48 and he said, I, I'm at the point where I don't wanna go to the office anymore, man. Yeah. I wanna learn how to be able to do what you, something like what you do where I can work from anywhere and whatever. And we were having this conversation and it was a great dialogue and I said, the first thing in doing that is knowing if, if I already had enough money to live, what would I be doing? Yeah. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I'd go be on a boat. All right. <laughs> but once that got boring after two weeks, yeah. what well, would you what would you, what would you do? do? Like, what would you go, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to build birdhouses. Yeah, right? wait, sure. Or whatever. Why not? You know, I want to do an online, teach people how to play poker, whatever it is. Once you got that, like, you know what I'd really love to do? Once you could start that sentence and end it, now we can frame in something. Yes. So that was one example. As we had this great dialogue, 
And it was like, uh, you know, he was like, you know, I've really got to sit down and write that out. Now, what, the way that I learned that was like, you know, you write down, brainstorm for like two minutes, everything you want to do in your life. And then you spend the next five minutes crossing off all but 10. Yeah. And then you spend the next five minutes crossing off all but three. And then you put those in the order of what you really want. And then you frame it in. Yeah. So flip the script last night, I'm out at Luis and one of my good friends comes in. He just went through a really tough breakup. Okay. So here we are, we're taking this out of business, but it all comes back together. Goes through a really tough breakup. And he was so angry because he got in a fight with uh, with his ex's ex. Oh. Guy's a douche, not my friend, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy's a douchey guy, whatever. Um, and my friend just had, had enough. They're all on the river, and he just told the guy, he's like, "We're gonna do this, I'm, and oh, we're gonna do man, it." No and fun. the guy st- like starts doing this, and my friend just clocks him. And these are adults, by the way. Yeah. I'm not saying that was a wise choice. Yeah. Which is where the story will come full circle. So everybody breaks them up. Then the other guy comes in, Superman sucker punches him. Oh, it's horrible. Geez. So my friend last night says, that guy may show up, and if he does, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> and I say to my friend, why? I'm like, you hit him, he hit you. Why, yeah, why do exactly. you want to do that? So we're talking, and, I, and he says, I'm so upset, and I used to have all these you know, nightmares when I was a kid, and then I got into martial arts, and the nightmares went away. He goes, but since this altercation, they've come back. And I yeah. said, those nightmares have nothing to do with the altercation. Yeah. He says, what do you mean? I said, they have everything to do with what you decided you feel about yourself after the altercation. 100%. So it, here's that, the problem. That's what is how you feel Because he it. shared, like, you yep. know, other friends were like, you know, dude, you shouldn't get into it. With, and I'm like, but you're setting expectations for how they should feel about your life. Yeah. Instead of just appreciating the good moments you have with them and not caring about expectations others have set. But the problem is you've set expectations for other people and you can't control that. No, no, no. And we had a dialogue last night. I go, you have a moment right now and in this moment you're choosing to be angry and upset and frustrated about shit you can't control. Yep, 100%. So why? Like, why not live in this moment and go, I'm gonna enjoy this moment right here with my friends who I love and I enjoy and we're gonna have good moments now and who gives a shit about that other guy and what his life is and what he does. Yep. And it's like, we had this talk and and, uh, and we were hanging out, we had a good time. And he comes over, he's in a big hug. He's like, dude, you know what? I needed this. I love you, thank you. And I'm like, there's nothing to thank me for, bro. I love you if I didn't give a shit about you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're better than this, but I didn't just want to say you're better well, than you this. Well, you broke it down for him, right? I mean, you, you, sh- you showed him what actually was going on. But know? all of this, I tell you, with both of those situations is, what I love and what I'm passionate about is helping people find their moment. Because one moment triggers everything. Yep. Like when people talk about quitting smoking, oh, I've been trying to quit for years. No, you haven't. Because quitting happens in a second. Well, it, it happens like this. That's, that's when true. you quit. Well, everything you, else when, is I smoke when, a little less and tell myself decision, I'm quitting. When you make the decision. Right. Tony right? Robbins yep. says the, the root word for, for decision, for decide, is kaidir, which literally means to cut off, to kill off. Yes. Right? So that's the thing. Everything happens in moments. So that's why I always say I love helping people find that moment where they have that aha and they go, ah, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, not, exactly. That's not what I should. Correction. Not this is what I'm going to do, but this is what I'm doing from this moment on. At this given moment, this is the commitment yeah. I'm going to make. This is the direction I'm going to head in. That's, it's every so, it's single so incredibly moment, important. You're, you're, so, so you're going to keep going so toward it, your it, goals or away from Is this what drives you mad? Is this, because look, I'm, I'm, I'm always, uh, it's a 55 T-bird. Don't call it a vet. I'll, I'll give you a hard time. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's the passion. Uh, that is, it is. Well, that's but that's what drives me. That's because what it is. It's it's your crack. 
I know it's a weird thing. <laughs> it's it a weird way to describe it. Is. it. But, it but it's, it's the way, it, it's, it's, it's where we continue to get our energy. And it's, it's just by, by, by helping that individual in that space and come to a moment of clarity, all right, and understand how they can kind of communicate, dissect, and then put it back together, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's where you live. That's your moment, you know? And I've stopped expecting, though, here's the thing. I've, star I've, I've started living in this space of going, hey, instead of just giving unsolicited advice, Hey, can I share with you what I'm hearing in that? Yes. And then here's the deal. I don't have any expectation for them to make a change. This isn't church. Like, I love Jesus. I'm not, <laughs> this isn't an altar call though. No, when we, no, no, When no. we have those moments, I'm not saying to them, okay, now are you going to go do it different? That's not for me to do. Yeah. I don't expect anything from them. I just go, okay, let's, let's, let's dissect, let's dialogue, let's wrestle. And once we, once we dig in, when those moments happen and we do, and then it's like, then I, I'm hopeful for them. Yeah. But I don't set an expectation. Because it's not it's not for me to expect. Instead, no. I go, thank you, God. I appreciate this moment I had with this person. Well, and it's just you 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 get you get the energy from being able to be a part of that, right? That 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 rise from you know from the low into the high. It's just being able to assist someone through that efforts. I mean, dude, you, there's a high off of that. There it is. Feel, and it feels good to you be know? rewarded for it. Don't get me wrong. Well, because it we're feels good when people value. say, I want to pay you yeah. to, to be on this journey with to me. people. Exactly, right? Well, and that's actually the coolest fucking part. Yeah. Is, is that we actually, you know, because of our passion of constantly wanting to provide value to others, is that we are able to monetize it. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's, that's, there's totally, no. totally fine with that. But it's cool because, you know, we've been able to find a space. We're able to live our day-to-day -day passion, you know? It's we like are, they, we're, we're doing it. We're not just talking about and it. it's a blessing, we're physically dude. doing it. But here's the other part that, here's fact. It does take hard work. Yes, right? it, it does. It doesn't just happen by itself, but it does take hard work. And sometimes that hard work is shutting yourself off from recreation for a while to, to process and wrestle with stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, uh, I think it was, uh, it was, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast the other day and he was talking to a, guy from MIT or whatever, and they were just talking about success and different things, and one of the cool things that really struck me was the reminder that, listen, all we all have that's equal, only thing that's equal for everyone, in America at least, is opportunity. Yes, 100%. We are not guaranteed yes. the same success as the next person, though. We no. can both get, have a, the same degree, the same background, but go like to, to all point, the same the, training classes. The opportunity's there. See, yes. That's, that's, that's what it but is. But some people are going to just because of who they are and how they communicate, some they're going to resonate better. Some people are going to have a better return on that opportunity. Yes. But here's the thing, man. Like, uh, what we're trying to do so much is clone someone else. I, I'm yes. trying to be Russell Browns. I'm trying to be Ty Lopez. I'm trying to be Grant Cardone. Right. I'm hustling. I'm grinding. All these, all these fucking terms. And it's like, but what help but people stop. find their space, find yeah. their own thing. How about I mean, just I'm, like stop, like, stop working nope. right now. What do you want to do with yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I was recently, I was recently, um, someone described me as the Canadian Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah. How about no? Um, I mean, I mean don't no, get me wrong. Gary I, is great. I, 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 I appreciate the fact that you think of me in that space. That's, 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 that's amazing, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm running my own race, and he's running his race, and I, you know. So, so then it kind of, it, you know, it kind of got me thinking. You know, it's like, you know, am do do people understand the race I'm running? You know, do do people think that I'm running someone else's race and not my own race? Bingo. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, dude. I used to get very flattered if people were like. Oh man, you're so inspiring. It's like uh, 
man, like one day, you know, you're like, a, I used to be like, I want to be the next Tony Robbins. Right? Yeah. But here's the thing, you just said it so eloquently. When people are like, oh, you remind me of so-and-so, it's like, am I running his race? I've seen a lot of people, and uh, and I've really dialed my language back a lot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot probably of you, you because- You used to use a lot of more four-letter words? We haven't used too many four-letter words. No, not, and not many, and, but here's the thing. <laughs> if you were to go back two, just over two years ago, before my girlfriend and I got together, <laughs> I was a lot more aggressive person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 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 I, I, and I used to all, I just say it was all passion, but it wasn't just passion. It was misdirected passion sometimes, yeah. right? But the challenge is, I was always a guy that said whatever. Uh, if I swore I did, whatever. Well, we, like, nobody in the car business knew Gary V. Yeah. So we brought, had him at Rockstar. Yeah. Then CBT had him, and all these other people had him. Yeah, what, a bunch of few other automotive he's, people. He's great, but he's not an automotive guy anyway. He's just, yeah. a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, well, he's authentic. That's yes. Not, see, I but think the people are attracted to authenticity. And that's what attracted Chris and I to him. So sure. I read Crush It, and that's what got me to start my first virtual training company. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, I was always a guy that was brash. And then we bring a brash guy into our event. <laughs> Frank Lopes um, becomes a great friend. And then Frank's a little brash, a Jersey guy. But then all of a sudden, all these up-and-comers see Gary Vee and Frank and me, and they're like, they start like fuck this and fuck that, and they're like, oh. like, but, but, it, it, do you look, realize it, like it's those four letter words for him comes from an authentic place, and that and that's just where and it they is, did right? for me when I was yeah. angry, yeah. but I'm not angry anymore. That's right. We and, and you know what's funny is actually if you do watch Gary V's um, uh, content, follow him, the amount of four letter words he uses today are far, far, far less than what he was using four or five it, years ago. It's it's more when he's. When he's lying and he gets amped up and upset about something, and yeah, I get it. Sure. Because sometimes when you get upset, you just kind of lose control, I do too. But what I would love to see for anyone, in and outside of automotive, I would love to see people try and figure out who they are. Yes. And, and stop so, trying so to how, model how after help, someone else. So this is a good point. So how can we help people find who they are? With, the way that we can help them is to continue to ask the tough question. Yeah. I worked for a sales training director when I was a sales training manager at cars.com. Yep. I'd read a lot about NLP. And one of the things I used to pride myself on was when I would go and meet with a client, because I, I was all over the country, north, south, I would ask like four, four or five of the same questions to everyone. Yep. So that I could learn their tonality, their speed of speech, their inflection, watch their body language. Yep. So I could mirror that. Okay. And communicate just like them. Yeah, of course. And I used to always say, well, it's like Paul the Apostle. You got to be all things to all people. Yeah. But one day, Don Schmidt, who I did not get along with, but I worked for, said to me, he goes, dude, everywhere you go, people immediately resonate with you. They connect with you. You're speaking their language. He goes, when you go home, who are you? And I go, I'm the same person, dude. He goes, but I've been with you in five different markets, and in every one, you're a different dude. Yeah. And he goes... So who are you when you're home with a wife and kids? I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm the same. He goes, okay, what about when you're alone <laughs> and you peel back the layers of the onion? What's underneath? I go, there you go. I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, see, that's, so, that's, that's where we have to find and some I didn't. time, some discovery time, right? And so I started spending a lot of time, for me, I started spending a lot of time uh, trying to get down to the core of like me as a human being. Mm -hmm. Like what is life about? Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Uh, I used to be a youth pastor. You good? I love that we've got yeah. like this going with a tra uh, we, we uh, got a chase car. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people don't know. I used to be a youth pastor. Um, yeah. I was very involved in a church plant. Uh, so we had a congregation, about 400 people, and I would sp speak to them 
uh, especially in terms of some money and sex, because our, our lead pastor, was, uh, it was a uh, church plan at the Baptist conference, and those are two topics he wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. But so for me to find myself, it started with finding like, who was I created to be? Yes. Right, what was God's intent for me? Now, I share this on an off business thing, because dude, nothing sickens me more than dudes that, that like use God to sell shit. Yes. I, it drives me nuts. And it's a whole different podcast, well, it's, a whole it's different day. They use information and knowledge and such. Well, I posted something no. the other day, like, because uh, it just was weighing on my heart, man. Like, uh, I, I happened to see this picture, the picture of Jesus flipping the tables, and it just resonated with me how pissed he got. He's like, yeah. you're using the church like a, like any other building that you do a business shit in. Yep. You know, you're selling, and it was deeper than that, right? They were selling doves to sacrifice and all that. And, 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 but he was basically going, you're using uh, a holy place for profit. And it just chapped my ass. So I posted, I was like, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about like, oh, we're doing this God workshop and we're doing this, you know, God summit. And I'm like, but what you're doing is, has nothing to do with God. You're doing yep. a business summit, but you're using God's name to, uh, to make a, a few extra bones. Not my jam, right? But I share all this because I don't want people to think that where I'm about to go has anything to do with that. Sure. Don't come to Rockstar because I said God. I love God. I love Jesus. <laughs> come to Rockstar if you want to learn do. how to make your business better, but more importantly, if you want a better quality of life. Yes. That being said, the way I got a better quality of life, and that means even after financial shit took a hit one, like for a year and a half, my quality of life got better when I started going, who did God create me to be? Mm. What, who, who, am I, who am I supposed to be? Sorry, I'm not supposed to be you are as an individual. the loudest guy. I'm not supposed yep. to be the guy that says fuck a lot. I'm not supposed to be the guy that's like, oh, he's brash, but he you know, has a lot of great content. Yes. I, I, I was created to be somebody who helps people realize they're loved. And if they, at the core, can say, I'm worth having a good life. Yes. If that's, to me, where it begins, is going, I'm worth it. 100%. Like, I was created for something better than sitting here going, my life blows. Right, so if we if we start with going, created to provide I'm worth more it. value. Yeah, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're created to, to love and be loved. Yes, at the core. Now people go, oh, well, cuddles and hugs, and that doesn't sell cars. <laughs> well, I don't mean it that way, you jer jerk off. Yeah. Uh, that was saying that my imaginary jerk off person that's contradicting me. <laughs> I mean it in a way that like benevolence, right? The, uh, agapa, A G A P A O, agapa, uh, benevolent love. We're created to be to show kindness. Because kindness has been shown to us by the fact that we were created. Yes. Now, some people think that's too simplistic, whatever. But to me, if we start there, that's a hell of a framework for everything else. Oh, no, no, 100%. And, and that's that's kind of that, that, that original part, all right? Yeah. You know? Well, people like, see me say, like, you know, like I'll comment on one of my friends say, I'm like, I love you, brother. Like, I love you, man. And it, for people, it, it seemed very weird to them at first because of this crazy shift in, in my communication over two years from fuck this and fuck that guy <laughs> to seeing me be like, you know what? I appreciate what you just said, man. I love you, dude. They're like, did you say I love well, you to that I, dude? I'm I, like, yeah, because I love him, dude. And, and, and He's and a I, good human. And I think the point is, is, that, is that we need to take the first step of trying to really kind of learn who we are Nope. All right, what our talents are and what our passions are, what our passions are, you know, so that we can, you know, so, so we can translate that out into value, not only for ourselves, but value for other, for other individuals. Truth. And I don't think everybody is, now don't get me wrong, everyone's not wired to 
train and teach and do events and uh, be a coach and be an entrepreneur, not everybody's wired. Yep. While everyone has the opportunity, that is not how everyone is wired. For yep. some people, it comes natural to, to a degree. Yep. For some people, it takes so much work. It is mind-blowing yep. and stressful. And it leads people sometimes to be suicidal because it's too much. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So not everyone is wired be. to talk about and do what we're talking about. Yeah. But everyone is wired to be worthy of love and being loved, which means everyone is worth helping to get to, to wherever they need to be. Yes. If someone if someone is wired and in their their education, their their DNA, their biology, their 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 upbringing, if they're wired to be that cashier at Speedway gas station and and they're happy, own God it, bless man, them. Be, that, that's your passion. Own it. You know, like be the no, best McDonald's 100%. server you could be in the whole wide world. Hundred percent. I support you. I love you. I appreciate you. Be that. Yeah. Right. I mean, be that. Exactly. But that's the thing. Is like, I I see a lot of times we're only focused on helping people like um, that are similar to us, and I I would love it if I could be part of helping everyone from all different. Backgrounds, well, genders, and see, and ethnicities, see. upbringings, passions. And Matt, this is what I love about you, man. I mean, this, 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 this is why, you know, I mean, in fact, we ain't known each other that long. No. We're just so instantly, instantly connect with each other. It's just because, man, you're fucking authentic at that. That's just, that's your space. That's what you want to do, you know? It's just, you know, you're not in it for, this isn't, this isn't about the money. No, this I don't, don't get me wrong, private planes that we're I passing by right now. I absolutely want to be you know? ridiculously wealthy, disgustingly financially well, wealthy. If that's the byproduct, if the value yes. that we bring has such significant amount of monetary value, then yes, let that let those riches come, you know. But it, I mean, that's that's, but not that's, what, that's not that's not where it drives you. I mean, that's not no. where you where you you know the first the first step the first direction you're heading towards. No, and I and don't get me wrong, like I don't desire to buy a G6. <laughs> I don't. I like I, I love Grant that that's his jam. Uh, I. Chris and I are looking at other business uh, adventures together. Yeah. Uh, some real estate stuff together. Chris is a realtor. So I, I'm looking at a lot of diversification. We're, we're, we're doing six Rockstar events this year. I nah, do. That's, that's more that's than we've awesome. ever done. And next year, the goal is to do 12 Which, to 24. By, by the way, it's so much fucking work. Like, I mean, I'm doing six events, six game changers this month, this year. Nice. And, you know, and that's, that's you know, 40, 50 to people in a workshop. And, yep. and and the amount of work to put that together is insane. So I can't imagine how much work it is for you guys to put together six of these, you know, six of these rock stars. Well, events. the hard part, dude, that a lot of people don't realize, I shouldn't say the hard part, the most amazing part and the biggest blessing mm -hmm. is all of the speakers. Because here's the deal. Like, you know, well, if dude, I'm doing brought, an event. You brought a serious group together. Like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, these are real practitioners. People that are incredibly authentic. And there are people you know? that get big checks written. Yeah. And they're all doing it out of the goodness of 100%, their soul. 100%. Like, dude, listen, I'm a, I speak for a living. I could do a two day event. Yeah. Right? I could. Yep. And, but here's the thing. Uh, that get, maybe it'd get old. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it may be great. But, but here, I mean, for the attendees, right? Like, I, whatever. I talk a lot. But to see people like, the, the, the whole lineup of folks coming here, they're flying here on their own money, they're paying for their own hotel, they're sharing knowledge. And we gave all mm -hmm. the tickets for free. After the event, we're refunding the people that bought tickets. Yep. And uh, I said it before, the only reason we're waiting until after the event is because a certain other event that I will not name was actually calling and texting our attendees before their event a few months ago. 
saying really? Rockstar oh, will refund your tickets. Off, cancel off, off of camera. Yeah, cancel yeah, your tickets. Rockstar will give you a refund. And our refund policy, we had a 100% refund policy that said, if yeah. you show up and by lunch you don't feel like it was worth it, we'll give you your money back. You can go home. Holy crap. But we don't we don't refund if you don't come. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why we channeled that this way. I feel like we're parking under a bridge like we're going to get robbed. Well, we are driving on a 1955 T-Bird with a 292, and she is running hot. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so I'm like, she's about to ping. So I figured what we'll do is we will pull over and let this bad bird cool down for a second.